Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Dave. And I am your pop culture enforcer. I don't know why that happened. I'll go I'm only the classic nerd. And I'm the comic book nerd. Still can't find it. Ali, I have a question for you. Yep, fire right. away. Because, uh, you know, you obviously have a lot of intellectual property and stuff. Uh, you have a lot of things online. There's a live sex show you do. Uh, on that website wow. and then there's uh, and then you have you know all your papers and you're obviously writing a lot of articles and stuff yeah. like that so as someone who actually has work intellectual property on the internet yeah. what do you do if someone decides to take your work like is there a, is there a way that you go about it online yeah I usually I message them yeah hey can you please take this down and then if not, you put in a, what is it? Cease and desist. No, DAC, a DAC. DMCA? DM, yeah, that's what it is. Something like that. Yeah. A request. And then it usually comes down. But to be honest with you, I don't do it very often. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, if, if someone wants to, I mean, take it. It's not, it's not taking money out of my pocket. That's true. I don't care. Yeah. It just spreads, it spreads the information around. Go for it. Unless they like blatantly. Unless they claim that it's their information. If they plagiarize and they claim it's theirs, then I'm like, okay, go fuck yourself. But if they make my paper available elsewhere... That's fine. I don't care. Like outside of the journals? Yeah, Yeah. I don't give a shit. Well, because plagiarism in the academic world... Is a big deal. Yeah, but it's also easier to kind of track as opposed to just things that are online, right? I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, it can be. You have to pay attention. Okay. But but generally, yeah. I saw this thing on Twitter on my way over here today uh, while I was driving, of course, because I was looking at Twitter while uh, behind the uh, the wheel of a car. You tweet and drive, bro? No, I don't tweet and drive. Shut up. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking V, you're Asian. You can't drive normally. Oh, my God. He really didn't. He did not. That was a disproportionate response to what he said. I it was. Too, and it was. It was immensely racist. But I wasn't driving because I was on my rickshaw. And <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> this podcast is uh, so anyway. Uh, so there's someone on Twitter. Uh, M I E L. Right. She's a content creator. Yeah. And she liked oh, yeah, the thing the with bars tools, the yeah. sports. Right. Yeah. She basically talked about how they took her. They took her intellectual property, something that she made a project. Yeah. Right. And Video. they cropped out her. You know her her identifying logos or symbols, right? Uh And then she filed a DMCA against them. Okay. Now, are you are you familiar with Barstool Sports at all? Yeah. Barstool, and for those that don't know, I don't know Barstool that well, but Barstool as a platform is like a series of these new platforms that put out use other people's kind of viral stories. Yeah. So like the cat that falls in the toilet, and then puts it out with its own caption, so it capitalizes on other people's stories a lot, just like LED Bible or whatever else, right? Bible. Lad Bible does yeah. it. The Barstool does it. The problem with Barstool is... They tend to be pretty misogynistic, yeah. sexist, and Jewish. And, uh, the fat Jewish racist. stole stuff, yeah. But, like, yeah, Barstool Sports specifically, it's a lot like... Even the guy who runs it is a lot like Gavin McGinnis, although he doesn't have, you know, his organization kiss his butthole to get in or whatever mm-hmm. Gavin McGinnis does. Mm-hmm. But, like, the Proud Boy guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but this guy has a long record of... of Ridiculous, idiotic misogyny, sexual Boston, harassment. Yeah, it's a Boston-based mm-hmm. thing. Jenna Marbles had written for them in 2010 before she became big with her yeah, YouTube channel. Yeah. But they did this thing, and she filed a DMCA. Miles, there's a yeah. group of them. There's Barstool, Lad Bible. There's the guy that's all around New York. Like he he films himself, but he posts it up as. A third party, like what is this guy doing? Oh yeah, like the guy guy for fuck Jerry. Yeah, fuck Jerry. So he's like the guy who's running on a treadmill with a samurai sword. Yeah, these are what are called. Tagged you in that, but you weren't there. These are manufactured. What on Facebook? Yeah, Yeah, I haven't been on Facebook in a while. I gotta log in. He said Ali's been working out. Uh, But fuck you. I said the only time that Ali would work out is if he had the sword. (laughs) But I I will say that all of those these are manufactured viral videos. They're not organic. Yeah. 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 Baluch told me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she writes, and then and then Twitter. Mm-hmm. Gives them a strike for taking, you know, for for using intellectual property that's not theirs, uh-huh. right? And they basically harass her over yeah. this, and then they started harassing her. They messaged her, "We'll give you a fifty dollar gift card to our barstool sports store," and she decides that she's not going to respond to any of it, right? Yeah. The Which is the right yeah. to exactly because the DMCA is basically going, "I don't want it up there, yeah. right? I don't want it there, right?" That's all you have to that say. That was her response. Yeah. yeah. And then they constantly, constantly harassed her. They DM'd her. Yeah, they mul- de- created yeah. multiple accounts and DM'd her. They have their own, their own people who read Barcelona Sports sit there and start harassing her. Instagram, right? yeah. Twitter, Facebook, email, 
And just then, yeah, constant. Legal. Finally, they file some type of injunction or something through their legal department, uh-huh. right? And Twitter basically goes, "Well, we're going to you know now be, because of all this stuff, we're going to remove the strike that we put against Barstool Sports, right? And and you're and you have no recourse unless this is you basically do this Twitter business. caving." Yeah. to corporations, fucking over content creators for corporations. Now, the reason why they were probably so anxious about this strike was because you can only get three strikes before you get banned. Mm-hmm. So they probably were on their second strike or they yeah. were or they're they're close were, to they're getting close yeah. or they were nervous. So that's why they were so anxious about getting her approval and her to remove the strike. But in the end, they didn't have to. Twitter basically caved. Yeah. Why? Because they got their legal team involved? Because Twitter is a piece of shit. Twitter's yeah. guidelines are never clear. Twitter, despite say, having clear guidelines, I'll tell you an example of how bullshit Twitter is. I got a message three days ago mm-hmm. from Twitter. From Jack? That from, from Twitter that said, your account that you have reported was found in violation of things, and we went ahead and banned that person. Uh-huh. Do you want to know who it was? Who? Jacob Wall. <laughs> I had reported Jacob Wall a year ago. A year ago. When they banned him because they found out he he admitted that he had multiple accounts, they then emailed me days later. By the way, we did the investigation, found him in violation. We yeah. went ahead and banned I'm like, motherfucker, I know who Jacob Wall is. Yeah. You banned him for other reasons. Way to, like, way to pat yourselves on the back for a system that was fundamentally fucking broken. I reported him like a year ago because he had said some really fucking racist shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even then, you got, you got these fuckboys like Jordan Peterson and shit who are yeah. still on there, right? And then, you know, and then some people get banned for, for something as idiotic as, you know, copyright violation, we bullshit, or whatever else. We saw this just right now is we see where Jack's mind is. Jack has gone on Joe Rogan's with podcast. A, with a neo-Nazi. He's not, the guy who he was with is not a neo-Nazi. Tim Poole, however, is part of that kind of alt-right contingent. He's part of these group of people that call themselves classic liberals like like Dave Rubin who pretend... I'm tw- looking it up yeah, right now. They pretend to be liberal but they get, their discourse gives cover for the alt-right and for Nazis, etc. And they, their kind of linchpin argument is free speech. Now, they, we see this evidenced in the fact that when Gavin McGinnis's Proud Boys got banned off of Facebook, Tim Pool lost his shit. Uh-huh. Who does he message? Fairbanks, Cassandra Fairbanks, who's another alt-right shithead. And it's like, I can't believe they got banned. This is the censorship of the right and so on and so forth. And he does this from this position of, well, I'm not a rightist. I'm a liberal. But at the end of the day, he is. He gives cover. These are all people. Peterson claim to be liberal? Peterson also claims to be liberal. These are people who all align on one issue and one issue alone, and that is the preservation of white privilege. Mm -hmm. That is what it is, fundamentally. Mm. Their fear is diversity. Their fear is all this other stuff. This is what they call PC culture. So he went on to this podcast and he lambasted uh, Jack and Jack's legal defender, the the counselor or whatever it was, the VP of legal affairs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Jack, you know, kind of took it. He's like, oh, well, this will be taken under consideration. And this is this is indicative of the type of people that he listens to. He's not listening to people on the left. He's not listening to liberals. He's not even listening to experts. He's listening to the loudest voices. Twitter is geared towards sensationalism, which means that it will always cater to really vile voices on the right, so long as it doesn't get too vile. When it does, then they ban them. The argument that people make about, oh, only Republicans get banned is not a defense. It just mm-hmm. is an indication of how fucking horrible yeah. you are. Yeah. No liberal gets bad because no fucking liberal is saying the shit that you're saying. Yeah, yeah. they don't. They don't go nearly as far. No one is dropping n words. You know what I mean? Like, stop. It just doesn't make any sense. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, Twitter is a fundamentally broken system. Barstool, as shitty as it is, is a product of Twitter, though. Yeah. Fuck if the the real problem is Twitter. They Fuck talk about Twitter. They actually talk about why the reason why they're hard, so crazy about it is because Barstool relies. On Twitter, yeah. heavily for its traffic now, yeah. Yeah. because that's that's kind of the the social media platform which you can be the way that they are. All these and, websites and really do. Barstool's a right? website, but all yeah. the traffic comes from Twitter. Yeah. Where are the vi- vi- views coming from? Twitter views. I've, only, right? I've never gone on Barstool. No, neither have I, but I've but seen their videos. I've seen their stuff on Twitter and Facebook. They yeah. literally have a whole like they have like a, a blog post that they put up where it's basically them. Talking about like how hot women are, or, like they'll rank like the oh, hottest yeah, women. Like they shit. do all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but what's even worse is that you know the owner 
made you know has made rape jokes before yeah. like you know he's he's made jokes about about women who have been victims of sexual assault yeah right and he's done all sorts of things and and that is the that he and he literally is the company like he is the representing voice of the company and then the people yeah. who kind of who have shows on the podcast sponsored by barstool sports or whatever else uh, echo those same voices. Look, these people have always existed. There's nothing yeah. new about Barstool, yeah. right? The model of exploiting other people of sensationalism is not a new model. Mm-hmm. It's always existed. But the platform that allows you to amplify that voice is new, right? And that is Twitter. Twitter has allowed these people to amplify, and not only amplify, but then feel entitled to that voice, right? Mm-hmm. I'm entitled to say the shit that I want to say. I don't care if it's racist, misogynistic, etc., or whatnot. There should be no accountability. The pushback against PC culture or the pushback against quote-unquote censorship or these issues has nothing to do with free speech. It has everything to do with being free from accountability. That's what Mm. these people are hoping for. Their speech isn't being censored. Laura Loomer and Tim Pool and all these dumbasses can be as horrible and racist and dreadful as they want. And guess what? They the are. law protects them. That's uh-huh. true. They They're can say it. Go <laughs> sit on a co- Come to a university campus and you'll find them every fucking week. They hold up signs. They do all sorts of things. No one is stopping you from saying what you're saying. But there's also accountability. If yeah. you say what you say, it's not our fault if you get fired or banned or kicked out of spaces. There's no law that says we need to listen to that shit. Just that you can say it. Yeah, I was. That's what people don't get. Mm. You can say what you want. There's no law that's forcing me to sit down and listen. If there was, that's called literal state pop propaganda. So, like, I was on Facebook today, right in the morning, and a ProPublica video came up where this guy was investigating two people yeah. who were involved in Charlottesville. Yeah. One was a Marine at the time, right? Yeah. So because of that, he got ousted from the Marines. Like the Marines kicked them out. They court-martialed yeah. them and kicked them out. And he was all pissed off that this guy did the research to find him and get him yeah. kicked out the Marines. The other guy was a PhD candidate at UCLA. Yeah, I heard about right? that guy. Oh, wow. So he kept denying that he was there. He said, I wasn't there. That wasn't me. You have someone else, right? No, no, it was him. Yeah. They're like, no. <laughs> we know it's you. <laughs> we know it's you. <laughs> never, did they ever kick him out of the PhD program? He's on hold. Like, he's... UCLA put him on, like, a hold or a suspension. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he's on an indefinite hold. So they didn't kick him out, but yeah. they... That he's still he out. didn't get his PhD. He didn't though. get his PhD, right? But like, he's all pissed off. He's like, you guys are ruining my lives. This and this and this. But dude, no one told you to go to fucking Charlottesville, right? You had the right to. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. No, no one stopped you. No one told. No you. one arrested you for it. No one threw you in jail yeah. for it. But if there happens to be consequences for those things, it is what it is. I have every right in the world to drink myself into a stupor. Uh-huh. I have every right yeah. to drink so much that I black out tonight. Yes. But that doesn't mean that tomorrow morning I am going to get angry that I've got a migraine and I feel sick. Yeah. There he are consequences. Also, you know what I mean? Alcohol, tea. That's what I'm saying. There are consequences for your actions. True. It just so happens that the law will not stop you from doing those things. Yeah. If I get fucking sh- plastered drunk and kill somebody... There are consequences. So with free speech, there are consequences. You get to say whatever you want to say. But if you violate the terms of agreements of a private company, Mm -hmm. then that private company reserves the right to not give you those services. That's just, that's their terms and conditions. It sucks. You may not like it. If you don't like it, guess what? You should be, you should be mobilizing to eliminate corporations. Yeah. Don't Ooh, complain. Don't complain that black and brown people are asking for civility. This is the thing about that, right? When white people ask for respect, that's called civility. Yeah. How dare black and brown people get uppity? Yes. But when black and brown people and women ask for civility, it's called PC culture. That's the difference. You need to respect my disrespect of you is what they want us to do. I'm sorry. That's not how it works. Go fuck yourself, right? This is the the whole argument about PC culture is the right to be disrespectful to other people. Sure, you can be disrespectful to other people, but we get to be disrespectful back to you. And then they get angry that we're disrespectful. How dare you? That's PC culture. I'm being silent. No, motherfucker. You just said the N-word six times. We just happened to punch you in the jaw when you did it. Also, I... You know, this is this just comes from observation, but I have found that I think uh, uh, for whatever reason the 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 people who punch back the most 
in terms of you know against this type of PC culture bullshit are the ones who happen to be the most witty too. So they hit them with some pretty hard fucking yeah, some well, hard stuff, and then no one can say shit no, to them, right? It's always like Chris Rock. Look, right? so he's like a hardcore thing, comedian. The other like really of, good about the, this. The, the, yeah. the other fact about it is is the people who are always whining about PC culture just so coincidentally happens that are also the people who are wearing blackface and saying the N word and saying all these kind of offensive things. It's not like they take a stand for for principles. Mm-hmm. I'm standing for free speech on principles. They're standing for free speech because they know that they're the ones saying the shit that they're saying. Yeah. They're very aware of this. This is, this is the, we are not in a cultural crisis or a cultural war as people talk about it. it that, that doesn't exist, right? That debate about uh, the culture war, completely made up. Yeah, Fox News. The culture war happened in the Reagan eras. It happened in the 90s. It's over. It's over. I'm sorry. It's over. Because people aren't fighting about cultural issues anymore, whether it is uh, the right uh, for gay marriage or, or, or women in the workplace. That's not the issue. What people are fighting about now fundamentally Equality? is privilege. You have a group of people that sees that privilege exists and wants to redistribute that privilege. Mm-hmm. That wants to make it equitable, to democratize privilege. That what you have in regards to dignity and respect, I should have in regards to dignity and respect. Mm-hmm. And another group that wants to preserve privilege. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. If you see this, this is the reason why even hard leftists sometimes, the Bernie bros, mm-hmm. end up becoming super racist or misogynistic. Yeah. Right? Because at the end of the day, the far left and the far right, they do have some commonalities to them. Right? They're anti I was just talking to a student earlier today, very brilliantly pointed out that, that the hard right and the hard left both are anti-establishment. Yes. There is a connection there. But where do they differ? And the difference is that, and this is what I said back to the student, was that the difference is that the left is about democratizing or destabilizing privilege, and the hard right, fascists, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, white nationalists, all right, are about preserving that privilege. That is what PC culture is all about. PC culture has, the, the, the argument against PC culture has nothing to do with free speech. It has everything to do with the preservation of privilege. The ability to say something is not being curtailed. What's happening is that when you say something, there are now consequences. That's what they have an issue with. As it should be. If there's consequences, you're no longer privileged to say that bullshit. It just means you gotta think before you say shit, right? Like... So what? You can't say the N word. Is it really that big of a deal to you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you figure out a hundred different ways to refer to it without having to use yeah, the damn no, word. Like, what the hell do you need to use that word? Over and over and. You sit there, you call them thugs after. There was a yeah, there was a student that was posted that posted on Twitter about how uh, his professor she used the N word repeatedly. Oh yeah, I thought and it. so he did a project talking about how it's not okay to use the N word even if you're using it in a sort of quoting or academic sense, right? Yeah. And her response was fundamental. Well, I was trying to to wake you guys up from this kind of stupid you guys were all very you weren't paying attention and goes you don't understand what you're saying right you're using a racial slur to elicit a reaction but you don't want us to hold you accountable for what you're saying the The argument is literally i am a professor i'm a white professor i'm privileged to say what i am going to say and i shouldn't be held accountable for what i'm going to say it's like the perfect encapsulation of what i'm trying to say if anyone has any questions go check this out on twitter look it out it's really interesting he actually records the professor responding and you go yeah she's just angry that she got called out that's the issue that's just, oh, that's nuts no one's stopping her from saying what she said but she's angry that she got called out yeah. Wow, so fucked up. And that's up. the key. That's so fucked up. Middle-aged white woman? Middle-aged white woman. Of course. Professor. I don't know where she's a professor of. Florida. Honest. She's a professor in Florida. That's messed up. It's not like all the Southern state professors are horrible. Southern state professors are just as liberal as here in California. It's generally the people around that's crazy. But... Just because you're a professor doesn't also mean you're liberal. Florida woman says the N-word nine <laughs> times <laughs> while teaching a class. Shit, that's, a, that's, that's an actual headline. That's a pretty good headline. Just saying, bro. <laughs> you know, I got you guys all fired up in your oysters, clams, and cockles. Over all this bullshit Turn with Marshall Sports. Off. Oysters, clams, and cockles. There's, right up there's, in the cockles. There's moments where I, most of the time, think Diz is the dumbest person on this podcast. I'm really not. But then you surprise me. You and that's the whole point, right? I'm <laughs> creeping in that Sharia. <laughs> but anyway. Doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> then he surprises me. Yeah, man. I have moments of, like, wisdom. 
in intelligence. Now, don't go that Moments. far, Diz. There's <laughs> not many of them. You should have just, no, yeah. just kept quiet there and accepted the hierarchy I was establishing, but now you've you've ruined it. So is it like you're like 1A on 1B? No, now you're just now you're done. Am I 2? No. <laughs> I think 2. No. I'll settle for 2. <laughs> you're, you're done. You know why I like the word cuckles? Because it reminds me of you because you're a cuckold. <laughs> that was uncalled for. That was really uncalled for. He's not married to be cuckolded, first yeah. of all. You know, the sick thing is, is no one could tell who I was referring to because they didn't know who I was looking at, but just listening, <laughs> everyone knows who I'm talking like, about. No. You need to be married to be a cuckold, to, in your defense, you're good. You could, in, you could be in a relationship and be You could be in a relationship, but again, you need to be in a relationship yeah. in order to be cuckolded. <laughs> Luckily for you, no one will touch me. Luckily, Luckily yeah. for you, yeah. that means he'll never face the cuckold situation. That's true. V is completely impervious to all cuckolding. <laughs> it can never be cuckolded. That, you know, that is very true. You've got the best defense of all, yeah. virginity. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's Diz. Uh, He's yeah. infecting us. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Hey, look, on the bright side, if this was a horror movie, you'd be the only one who survives. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that is true. The top heavy co-head and 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 her partner go first. Yeah. Well, best you Diz dies first because he's a slut. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. No slut shaming. That's wrong. That is wrong. Yeah. But you are one. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not gonna deny these allegations. The uh, cowardliness that I didn't actually use the word, but I I springboarded off of his use of the word. Yeah, it's okay. I accept it. I accept it. I know where you were going with this movie with your. Oh yeah, of show course. I know. Tales and. Where was he going with this? I don't know. He was talking about the game, the great game. The great game. The great Russia game. versus Great Britain. In the Middle East? That's no. the great game. No, 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 the great game. No, the great game of uh, Diz not getting arrested and ending up on the Megan's Law website because of Tinder. Jesus. Yeah. What? You have to be 18 or up to go on Tinder, bro. And I set my, my age to 22 and above. 22 to 99 is my, my threshold. <laughs> what? Is that, what do you mean 99? Like, do you don't you have an upper limit? I don't, yeah, there's no upper limit for me, bro. Okay. Yeah, 22 oh. and 99. See? Right? You're open to anything. Yeah. 22 and up. All right. As long as I can take you out for a drink. And, like, if you look too young when we meet up, I ask for your ID. Do you really? I have. <laughs> yeah. has, it, has it ever, have you ever been tricked? No. I'm like, you, you don't look, look, you look young. How old was she? She was 22. So 22 is the youngest you've dated. Yeah. How old are you? 29? I'm 29. This is a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you were like 25 or something. Yeah, I was 26. You were 26. Okay, that's not that bad. That's yeah. not a big she difference. So would you, would you hook up with a, with a woman who knew Gregory Rasputin? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Why not, man? She, she, wait, that's more than that's more than ninety nine years old. I mean, Rasputin was a magical human being. I don't we're talking, we're talking a hundred plus. We're talking hundred plus at this point in time. Oh shit! It's it's uh, twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what did you think it was? Two thousand. So I had a lithium flashback. I thought it was nineteen ninety six. Lithium flashback. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> the hell are we talking about? Oh, yeah. Cuckolds. So, yeah. Cuckolds. <laughs> so speaking, speaking of Cuckold, which is a great castle in uh, Westeros, I've heard. Uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Did you guys fucking see the, uh, the, the teaser? Oh, yes. I did. It was, no, it was a full-on trailer. It was, was a full-on trailer. trailer. Okay, what's the difference between a teaser and a trailer? There's no difference. Is there? There's okay. no difference. So why the hell are you correcting me? A teaser is It short. used to be that the teaser was like it came out before the trailer, but the reality now is that even trailers have trailers. Yeah, so it was yeah, what? Teasers have trailers. It was what? Like, no, even trailers have t trailers. There's like a mini trailer in front of a trailer now. If you ever watch YouTube trailers... That is true. Oh. Yeah, but what is it? It was like two minutes or so? Two yeah, minutes. Right? Two minutes or yeah. so. I, I think a teaser is anything 30 seconds or less. Whatever. Yeah. Same shit. Jesus the point Christ, is yeah. that there was some... Something came out. So all sorts of stuff got revealed. That's what she said. People were showing themselves. Huh? I'm sure some family were fucking one another somewhere. People right? lost their collective yeah. minds over this trailer. Well, it was a good Because trailer. it was a good trailer. Right? The last time we saw something was the, was the map with the chess pieces on it. Yeah. Right? And then we saw some images. And now we saw it all. Yeah. And in this one, they had, they're hinting at some things. Yes. So, yeah. I have some guesses. You have right. some guesses. Oh, okay, here we all go. Right. I'm going to go with my first guess. All right? Shout out to my boy, Baluch. Because he kind of put this theory on. But everything that was leading up to last season, right? Because last season, what happened? They killed... Or, spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. right? If you haven't seen it by now, you're fucking behind. Don't fucking yell at us and give us a bad review for it now. But Peter Baelish dies, right? Mm -hmm. But in all the like episode trailers leading up to, that, to the episode where Baelish dies, mm -hmm. you think it's going to be Arya, right? And yeah. it ends up being Baelish, yeah. right? So I think because of that, 
they're now going to twist it to where Arya dies this year. And a lot of the things in the trailer kind of showed or kind of hinted at Arya dying. Yeah. First off, she's talking about how she's seen many faces of death and she looks forward to seeing this one. And then she's running. Like, you look, you see that she's running scared. And you don't usually see Arya scared as of late, at least. You know, mm-hmm. she's been this badass. Well, whatever has frightened her has got to be terribly frightening. Yeah, because, because Arya's like one of the most badass characters. She doesn't get scared easily. Yeah. So. Something happens, and she's—you see her in the the like the crypt, you know, with like the family crypt, mm-hmm. and like, I think I think Arya dies. I'm gonna be sad to see Arya go, but that's my first guess. Is that Arya I don't goes. think she's gonna die. Yeah, that's I think guess. they're hinting anything they hint at, it's not gonna happen. I don't think. Um, yeah, it's too obvious. They're um they're actually not like people feel like they're good at hiding things, but they're really not when you mm-hmm. think about it. Like a lot of the stuff, like they they really, especially these last seasons when like I think George R. R. Martin's stuff tapers away and it's more yeah. Weiss and Benioff, mm-hmm. they really fall under like the kind of the uh, the pit of TV writing, yeah. Where it's all like they really hit you over the head with shit, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I mean, I can you really even their surprises? Are yeah, kind of, once like, you they're like they're obvious, like oh they went with sensationalism over substance. Yeah, and we've seen this in the past what three seasons or so yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know like I don't feel like there's gonna be anything that's like too crazy. Well, here's the thing, right? They, I think they're trying to swerve us so much by giving us a reverse swerve, right? Do so you think that they've set it up? It's like, it's like what, what do you eat your salad with? Fork. What do you eat your, you know, chicken with? Fork. And they keep saying fork, 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 and they expect you to say spoon, but uh-huh. yeah, they actually are saying fork. Yeah, yeah, basically. So, because, like, they they know that people are going to look into their trailers and then they're going to try to read things, right? They're like, all right, motherfuckers are going to think that Arya's going to die. Maybe they're going to think that we're trying to hint at it so much that she won't actually die, right? Mm-hmm. But I think because they're trying to make us believe that she won't die because they keep saying that she's going to die, that mm-hmm. she's actually going to die. Mm. We know that they know that we know that they know <laughs> this that she is only you could come up with this theory. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> only you. I don't think she's. I don't, I don't think Arya's gonna die. I actually feel like we, Ali and I talked about this before, where it's all like you think that that the next generation is gonna inherit. Yeah, Westerners, I think yeah, that's what it is. Right. So like the little girl from Bear Island. Yeah. Because um, technically, the only old person from the generations that are left are who? Yes, Jamie yeah, and Cersei. Cersei yeah. Uh, Tyrion. I mean, yeah, Jamie, Cersei, and Tyrion are the only kind of old... And even they're technically what? They're the children of... Yeah. Tywin. So Tywin's gone, Ned's gone, Caitlyn's gone. Yeah. John Air. All the old group is gone. So you're left with kind of older brothers and the younger siblings. Yeah, and even then, like, I feel like the the generation of, like, the Johns, the Cerseys, all them, I feel like they're They're going to destroy each other, right? Arya's the one that, I think Arya's kind of one of the ones that will kind of stay around. But Jon isn't in the same generation as the Cerseys. No, he's not, but he's... But he inherits the title. But he's the same crew. Okay. Right? They're roughly so, the same age, even if they're not yeah, the same. So, family. like, I wouldn't be surprised okay. if Arya and, like, yeah, like you said, the younger generations will. I think end up Arya and Sansa might survive. Yeah, you know, know, and then they also there was actually I'm reading this thing right now where they're talking oh, about Melisandre. Yeah, like you know, because she's, she's gonna been, die. Yeah, yeah. she, yeah, she predicted it, but, she, but right. all of her predictions have more or less come true one way or another, right? Yeah. And the, the, I guess one of the things she said to Varys is that she's she's leaving to Volantis, yeah. and she's gonna come back because she's gonna she's gonna die, die here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like she, will and then return to die. she also says that that Varys is going to die there, you know, and oh, yeah. there was uh, he looks scared in the trailer, too. Yeah, but yeah, I think Varys is going to go. He's hidden in the like uh-huh. he's hidden in the Stark tomb. Poor little and um, what the fuck? You're bald. He's bald. That's rude. You have little fucking what are they called? Little sparrows or not shit. What? Little, little birds. It's fucked he up. He has little birds. You guys are very similar, except you have a penis and he doesn't. There's there's no similarity between me and Varys. Minus that you having a penis and he doesn't. Just because we're bald. You're almost identical. Just because we're bald. This bald. is this is racism as as, as fine as right here. It's not racism. I think it's terrorism. I'm not a I'm not a spy master yeah. in any shape or form. I mean, that's that's what a spy master would say. Yeah. Wow. But you know, right? wow. No, but wow. he's uh, you know he's hidden he's hidden under in the Stark tomb. You see the Stark statues, and then uh, who's Samuel Tarly's lover? Gilly. 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 Gilly's in there with the kid. Sam Junior. Yeah, I think right. I think Varys is gonna die. I not from anything in the trailer, but because Littlefinger's gone. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you kill off one of the game players, yeah. the actual manipulative game players, then you got to kill off the other one to balance it out. Mm. That makes sense. Right? right? Who's his machinations against? Yes. Nobody. That yeah. is true. So I guess, I guess, yeah, Varus The game doesn't of... matter when you're fighting White Walkers. Mm-hmm. That is true, but that's actually another thing because you know, obviously, they talked about the Battle of Winterfell, right? Yeah, and we had you know it's supposed uh, to be the biggest, baddest of yeah, all. Yeah, and you know, a lot of non- long shots and like non- yeah. nonsense stuff going on. Um, what I'm interested in seeing is that whether or not, and and some people think this might happen. Is all like, what if Cersei kind of went? Well, we're going to stand with you against the White Walkers, but she just simply doesn't show up, right? She brings the Golden Company. Like she like hires the Golden Company and like. Well, she already plans on not showing up. Yeah. Yeah. She said so in the last season. She said so. But we do see Jamie make his way there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we're not sure if Jamie shows up with the Lannisters or by himself. That's the other question. Is the Lannister army going to go with him? Yeah. Well, because now it's like now I you know, I'm not I'm not completely sure, but we talked about this I think last time we did productions where we were like you think Jamie might end up killing Cersei also. Yeah, it's um, possible because that I mean think about it like that is it feels like that would be the only way to kind of tie that whole thing up. It's possible. But like it's possible. I'm not sold yeah. on it completely. I'm not sold on it completely, but it is possible. I know she's going to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you think he's gonna? So what I'm thinking is like they got the golden, the golden company, yes. mm-hmm. right? They have the mercenaries coming. You're on. She does. Yeah. He doesn't. He's left. You're yeah. on Greyjoy, right? Left, but is coming back. Roy, is he with the golden company? He's with the golden. He went to get the golden. Company. The, golden the question company. is: yeah. Is you're on Greyjoy going to kill her? Yeah. Because the if if you're on Greyjoy is the younger brother, and Pike, then the Valonqar. Fits for him. Valencourt means younger brother, basically. Yeah. So it's possible he could kill him. So the theories are basically either Jamie or Euron is going to kill her. And then some argue that, no, yeah. it'll be Tyrion. I, I yeah. want to put on the record that Euron Greyjoy sucks. Yeah. There's, <laughs> he's they, the they, horrible character. They, they made him just into a kind of faceless... Well, he's a swashbuckling bad guy. That's that, all that he's, he could, he's the type of bad guy that he can be where you want him to be to do what you want to do. It makes no sense to make him the character that he did. But they did this with Theon Greyjoy. They, they do this. They, not Theon with a fucking... Uh, Ramsey, Ramsey Snow. Snow. They yeah. did it. They made him this kind of v- v- villain that was super powerful for no reason, and then failed for no reason. Like he's just, yeah. you know, it didn't make any sense. They're really bad at that particular portion of it. The other argument is that nobody's going to kill Cersei out of those guys. Mm. It's going to be Arya because Valenquar in in High Valerian is gender neutral, mm. and this because ah. they set this up when they said the prince that was promised, and Masande goes. This is a mistranslation. The word can mean prince or princess. Oh, yeah, she did say that. So it's a gender-neutral word. So yeah. it's possible that it's actually Arya that'll go down south and kill. The argument being that the White Walkers wipe out everybody. Uh-huh. The Battle of Winterfell leads to just everybody dead. So what does Arya have left to lose? Nothing. She's going to exact her revenge on the woman who not only killed her family, but in the end betrayed her family yet again. Yeah, yeah. But, so, that's true. She, I mean, she did kill the the man who started yeah. the death of all the Starks and yeah. like ultimately all the misery in the Stark yeah. family. Now, so uh, and she killed. She also killed Walder Frey too. She killed Walder Frey, so yeah. she's on a vengeance yeah. quest. But yeah. I'm excited for the Battle of Winterfell. I don't know if it's going to be episode three or episode five. There's only six episodes. Yeah, but it's going to be either episode three or five, and I can tell you why. Because the director of that episode is Miguel Spachin. Spachnik. And he's Spachnik. directing those two. Yeah, because he di- he directed... I think it's five, because they always do a battle sequence in the second to, la- to the last episode. Yeah, because he did uh, Hard Home, yeah. which was episode eight. Episode eight. In season five. And then he did Battle of the Bastards, which was episode nine in season yeah, six. Yeah, it's usually the second to last or... or and he's, he's directing episode with three. With the last one being a wrap-up. I think it's going to be probably... I heard it might the, be earlier on. I heard it might be episode three, actually. Maybe. I don't know if they're going to put the battle that early in the show. They might, dude. Show. We'll see. We'll but, see. Yeah, and then maybe everything else is wrap-up? Yeah. Which Who makes knows? sense, right? It's like a my my biggest worry is, so the Battle of the Bastards, everyone's talked about this. It's going to be, or not the Battle of the Battle of Winterfell. Uh-huh. It's supposed to be the biggest battle ever on cinematic history. Yeah. I don't know about that. It, I mean, it's supposed to be as continuous, as badass as the Battle of Hell's Deep. But for me, the battle that, to this day touches me emotionally is the ride of the Rohirrim mm. the battle of the what is it fields Pelennor fields Pelennor fields that that scene is still one of the most cathartic 
emotional. It's the way it swells. Oh, red sword, red day. Yeah, thing. Like, yeah. Like, the like, spears will be broken. Yeah. It's a moment where they will hear him acknowledge that they're going to die. They will not come back from this battle, but they will commit themselves to the battle. Yeah. It's such a beautiful. Oh, no yeah. one has topped that scene for me ever. Yeah, Braveheart. Fuck no, no, none of it comes yeah, close to that. That fucking scene. So the battle about uh, Winterfell, my mind is open. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But the thing I'm most anxious about is how this is all going to end. I worry that this is going to end and we're going to be unsatisfied. Not that it's bittersweet. We already know it'll be bittersweet. Yeah. George R. R. Martin has said it's going to be bittersweet. He, and what he means is he's a fan of Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings ends in a bittersweet way. That doesn't mean... Everything is shit, for the record. People misunderstand what bittersweet means. It means it's a good ending, but a painful ending. Lord of the Rings ends, they defeat Sauron, but Frodo leaves. Yeah, everyone The elves leave. Gandalf leaves. It's bittersweet. There's a moment of like, okay, we won, but we're going to miss everybody. It's like the feeling of of moving. Right? There's a bittersweet feeling. You're moving to something better, but you're leaving good behind. So I think... That's what George R. R. Martin is aiming for. I don't know. I don't trust Benioff and Weiss to deliver that. I I don't. I just don't trust them to deliver that bittersweet. I get a sensation that they're going to fuck it up and make it miserable for everybody. I have one more theory of how it's going to end. The other thing that makes me worried is that it's all going to be meaningless in the end. Mm. So one of the things about Game of Thrones that really draws people in is the countless hours people play theorizing. That's true. R plus J turned out to be true. R plus L, L, what did I say? R plus J. Oh, R plus L turned out to be true. R plus L gave us J. Yes. Right? Oh, turned out to be true. Fantastic. Great. But there's a million other theories. Mm -hmm. What if the Game of Thrones ends? We know that it's going to end without answering all questions. You just can't answer. Brandon Stark tonight? We will never understand all the questions. But my worry is that most of the stuff will remain unanswered. What happens when the show ends and we don't find out why the White Walkers even marched? You think it gets like a lost ending? What? Yeah. What if? It, I think it's going to be a lost ending. It's going to leave us all disappointed. We're not going to feel satisfied. We're never going to know why the White Walkers marched. We're never going to find out if there was really a great secret master plan that the that Dorne had. We're never going to find out. I mean, we to some extent they've already hinted at this when they killed off Littlefinger. We were led to believe that Littlefinger had this this great master plan, machinations that would lead to him sitting on the throne. And then he just dies. And all we, we did, first of all, we didn't get any answers of what he was really up to. Yeah. And two, it just turned out to be nothing. Yeah. He didn't have a great master plan. There wasn't no end goal. He was just yeah, a dick. He was playing dick. it by ear the whole time. He was just playing it by ear. Yeah. That doesn't make him a good game player. That makes him nowhere near yeah. Varus because at the very least, Varus has an end goal. That is true. I he mean, waver, yeah. but he heads towards it. Yeah, he wants really, to like, I think uh, Littlefinger is actually, you know, he's kind he's of overrated. He's just a textbook sociopath. He's like a Ted Bundy. Yeah, he's, a total, he's all he really is. Total overrated, but which I, sucks. Yeah, I think I think they relied so heavily on the fact that people were going to be so satisfied by his death. Yeah. They didn't think people would look too hard into it. The reality right? is that it yeah. doesn't make sense. The Littlefinger of the earlier seasons makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's up to something. Yeah. You're always wondering what he's up to. In the end, you don't. I mean, the, the thing that gave it away was not just his death is when he married Sansa off. Yeah. There was yeah. No, reason no reason for him to do it. That yeah. never that didn't further the story. It served no purpose in his end goal. Yeah, yeah. It, just brought it did nothing. Back to it did nothing. He, yeah. he, if he was going to march on Winterfell eventually with the errands, what was the point of giving Sansa over? That is yeah. true. I mean, really all it served to do was to use Sansa as a tool to show how bad Ramsay was. Literally. That's it. And yeah. that's literally the but only... He, that yeah, wasn't, like, that w- I mean, that's the narrative tool. Yeah. But that's not what Peter Baelish's tool was. Littlefinger had no point in selling Sansa off. Yeah. If anything, did she nothing. resented him for it. It did nothing in the long run. It ser- didn't serve the sto- his plot. It didn't serve his end goal. It didn't get him closer to the throne. It did nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah, and it's really weird, too, because I think in the... I I, I kind of said this when I when I binge-watched Game of Thrones. The first three seasons, I absolutely loved. Yeah, and then season my, four. And my love really just taped. The like, only good thing like, about season four is Oberyn Mattel. Yeah, until of course the whole thing. But yeah, like, yeah, until but, the end of but even then, like, there's 
uh, for me, there was kind of a thing where, like, there's a whole point where it's like they played on Baelish's obsession with Catelyn Stark yeah. and, like, seeing Catelyn and Sansa, yeah. right? And you're like, how how did it but make any sense for yeah. him to give it to Ramsay? It Ramsey didn't make sense like, at all. The same thing with, uh, I think, the Sparrow. They kept hinting that the Sparrow had this great plan. In the end, it, yeah. nothing happened. It was it felt like a filler season, actually. He was this great in. guy who looks like he's going to be a real threat. Fucking Bernie Sanders. He's going he's gonna to up... Or, yeah. yeah, okay, he did cause some issue, but there was no end goal. There was no plan. He wasn't really... Yeah. He didn't have a secret. He just happened to be another fanatic. That's why it's yeah. like, if you, were to, if you were to pull out... I, if you were to pull out the Sparrow scenes, Wasted. it wouldn't change anything really fundamentally of the storyline. No. It was just all set up so that fucking Cersei could blow things up. Yeah, so it makes you kind of wonder, be like, why is it that they were willing to take a whole season and just waste it on the Sparrow stuff and that storyline and then have to cram all the loose ends into six episodes we see or this whatever with, it is? With, like with Dorne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They first hint that there's this plan in Dorne, right? It turns out that the big plan of Dorne is what? The girls are going to rush into the gardens and kidnap fucking Marcella uh, um, Lannister. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? You're going to walk into the heavily guarded fortress of the prince with all those guards around and you're going to just grab and run? That was your fucking plan? That was hit, that was a warning for us right there that these people don't do yeah. machinations, plots, and, yeah. and, and yeah. schemes well. They do, uh, they do buddy cop comedy. They, they do buddy com- yeah. comedy. They give us more of that shit. They give us sensationalized battles. But what they don't do is like think through schemes. Yeah. We saw it there. So then they, they go, okay, that's shit. We're going to redeem Dorne. Dorne is going to par- join Danny Tar- Targaryen. It's going to be part of this new uh, you know, operation. And they're gonna, it's going to be great. Turns out it all falls apart in literally one episode. Yeah. The Tyrells end up getting marched on on secret somehow. You yeah. march an entire army across a country, but nobody yeah. knows about it, so you're cu- unaware about it. And then your other party gets caught in the middle of the ocean where it's impossible to sneak up on people. Yeah. By a pirate who burns it all to the ground and takes Dorne. That's it. That's that was the great That's scheme. It. Varys goes to all this trouble of bringing Dorne into the fold. He gets the ships. They all meet together at a Dragonstone. They got out there hatching a plot. Nothing. Right. In the end, it all gets resolved by Danny flying in on her dragon. Yeah. The thing that they keep saying that they don't want her to do, she does, and it ends up being the resolution to that yeah. plot point. I'm upset. Elena Tyrell's dead. She's sa- yeah. Deus Ex, right? Yeah. Dragon comes in, solves all your problems. Yeah, she saved them from the White Walkers. It's just, yeah. it's, this is my worry, okay. that we've seen enough evidence that Weiss and Benioff don't know what they're fucking doing, and that this season is going to end, and we're, it's going to end bitterly. We're not going to be satisfied with the ending. Yeah, yeah. so no sweet. That, no sweet, no just, sweet bitter. just bitter. No, That's right. my worry. Here's how it's going to end, all right? Mark my words. Diz Theory number one. Uh, there's more than one? Well, the other one is Arya's gonna die. I'm gonna just point out that most of his theories are things that either I've said to him or other people have said to him that he then takes as a copyright thief over here. Oh, we talked about that earlier in the podcast today. <laughs> What's this theory? Watch it. It's gonna be something that someone uh-huh. else has already said. What's your theory? The homegirl Danny. She's about to have a baby. Okay, again, this no, is Jesus a theory Christ. that we literally have talked about. I told you this. She <laughs> looked pregnant. All right. She's, She's about a, to have a first baby. First of all, that's really offensive. What if she just put on a little bit of weight? Yeah. No, no, no. You know, she's she hasn't. Her, yeah, she's in her mid 30s. Thank you very much. All right. The be, metabolism be, goes. Be, <laughs> but she, she, I do agree she, that she's possibly they pregnant. They hint that she's pregnant in the yeah. trailer. So it seems. I don't know if they hint that she's pregnant, but they definitely set it up at last season for yeah. sure. The whole fertility talk. She's yeah. going to have a reason baby. to have it. Baby going to take over the dragons, kill everybody. Everyone dies except Danny's baby. Somehow you took my theory and made it dumber. Yeah. I mean, well, you talked about it for good 15 minutes before we started recording. Yeah, you took my theory. And you got that out of that. <laughs> this isn't my theory either. This is just a, yeah, a, a, just a very popular general you're, theory. You're just trying to the take argument being that Danny has a baby, property. that and Danny and John and everyone ends up yeah. dying. The baby ends up becoming uh, a ruler or sitting on the on the Iron Throne, yeah. but the uh, is too young to rule, and so uh, uh, Tyrion ends up becoming regent. This is hinted yeah, yeah, at. said that. I don't care about This Tyrion. is hinted at in the vision that she has. The baby's a dragon. They're going to have another dragon. Sometimes. It's going to be like Anthropomorph, like a dragon kin from yeah, like. Sometimes a, you, it can turn into a dragon. It's gonna, what if it's like a dragon human hybrid? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I sometimes wonder if. 
I sometimes wonder if this is the karmic debt I must pay for something horrible I've done in my life. Oh, you obviously life. did something horrible. The fact in that I have to life. sit here and let my brain cells die through your stupidity has to be some debt I'm paying off. It has to be. It's some cosmic debt. You know what it is? You fucked fuck with King incest, Solomon. Right? Incest, what? What? <laughs> incest brings about weird things. Yeah, but incest doesn't breed dragons. <laughs> you don't know. No, there's, there's no dragons born from incest. Yeah. If that was the case, there would be more people doing incest. Not in Westeros, bro. This is the, this is fictional. You mean in the <laughs> fictional world? Yeah, yeah but even in the fictional the world, world. Yeah, Jamie Lannister and fucking what's her name, Lannister? They're different incest. They're gonna have a lion somewhere. There's no lions. There's no lions. Dragons come from eggs, not from incest. Little lions. That's Let's the mud. That's move on from this. this. Is a subtitle of this episode. Yeah. Dragons come from eggs, not incest. That's well. I mean, that's honestly. This yeah. is the subtitle now, of the episode. Now, what Bible verse is that exactly? Ali, yeah. chapter three, I got verse six. Listen, that's everyone. That's everyone share challenge this week is that? you have to text one of your friends and say dragons come from eggs not incest and then let us know what their response yeah, let is. us know what their response is and then once they say like once they respond send them a link to our podcast yeah well, and then screenshot it send it to us yeah we'll see yeah if you want to lose all your friends and family yeah. go ahead and do that dragons mm -hmm. come from eggs not not, incest. not from incest now what uh, actually what i wanted to know like what do you guys are what are you guys hoping to get out of the season that's actually what i'm nothing hearing. nothing i'm going in with zero Oops. expectation the only thing i want from this season <laughs> yeah the only thing i want from this season is the white walkers to kill everybody oh man yeah. the only people i'm rooting for is the white walkers they have consistently not let me down that is true. They are the most consistent. They are the most consistent yeah. character. They have not let me down so far. You see I, this? Look, all of a sudden, Game of Thrones happens. At least starts rooting for white people. Yeah. <laughs> These aren't white people. These <laughs> no, are white walkers. Yeah, they walk. They're, They're better. Yeah. Listen, you know what? White I'm, people walk too. You know There's I'm white people for? in Game of Thrones. <laughs> They're fucking their brothers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is why I'm for the white walkers. You got. You got sister and brother fuckers. You've got uncle, uncle and niece fuckers. Uncle and nephew. No, what, what do you mean, uncle Aunt and nephew? Aunt and nephew. No. Yeah. Aunt and nephew. Yes. Aunt and nephew fuckers. Mm -hmm. You've got you've got all sorts of horror. I hate everyone in the Game of Thrones right now. Yes, I hate. Dude. Doesn't someone fuck a shadow? No, someone births a shadow. Someone births a shadow. No, birds a I'm shadow. done with it all. The only thing I want is I want the White Walkers to kill everybody. Listen. I want the White Walkers to kill everybody and for that blue-eyed piece of shit to sit on the Iron Throne. So you believe in the... In the uh, the purifying powers of an endless winter. I believe in a master race I believe, of white I believe in a master race of winter. <laughs> That's what I want. I want I want winter to come and ruin summer's life. Okay. I want spring to get its shit beat up. You're gonna be upset if they bring tiki torches with them? If for fuck's sake, if the white walkers are ruined for me this season, I'm, I'm gonna lose my shit. Okay, if it turns out that the White Walkers are, like have like nasally voices or something, or it's like <laughs> they oh, sound like Gilbert Godfrey, if they fucking have Gilbert Godfrey's <laughs> voice, or it turns out that the White Walkers are actually not here to kill anybody, you know, like they if it killed people, I mean, I mean anyone that's out of south of the wall, you know, if if it turns out that they fuck with the only consistent good thing about the show. There's no redeeming qualities of Game of Thrones. We should boycott it, and we should beat the shit you out of it. Even after it's over, we boycott it? Okay, Don't look, buy any more products. I'm okay with everyone dying with his fucking theory of the White Walkers. It's not a theory. It's a hope. hope. It's a dream. Look, What's your hope? I dream a dream. My hope is that Thormund Giantsbane... Ends up with Tormund. 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 What did you call him? Tormund. You no, called no, him Thormund. He, he's a strong you said Thormund. Thor yeah. and man, like like. Tormund. You gave him like yeah. a. You gave him a German Scandinavian yeah. Tormund. name. Tormund. 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 You said yeah. Thormund. Yeah, whatever. I want him to end up with Brienne of Tart. I don't care if anything else happens. Yeah. It's like they need to get together. And That's another one. They um, little giant it? babies. Some people thought that Tormund, because he was on the wall with Targaryen, that he that they died. You shouldn't have fucking said it. Sorry, yeah. You shouldn't have given yeah. him. The, you gave him the space. He I'm walked right into the fucking I, But the thing is, though, I, number Derek, one, I, Derek, I, Derek, no. <laughs> I hate that Derek guy, right? But like, no, Derek, Derek Dundarian, for God's sake, Derek, Dark Derek, Jesus Christ, he is back, flaming sword. I hate him. I hate him. Right? I love Tormund. I hate Beric Dondarrion. I like that guy. He's come back. You know, I yeah. You can't kill him, man. You gotta like a person who just keeps coming back. What's dead may never drown. No, that's that's a that's the Pikes. You just fucking shit up left and right. I mean, the fact that you quoted anything is actually impressive. Yeah, like, yeah. Beric, I, thought, Beric. I thought you were illiterate. <laughs> you unlettered swine. I love Beric. He's got the best name of all of them. I am ready 
for my boy Sander Clegane oh. to start fucking shit up even more. Do you more. think Clegane Bowl is going to happen? I hope so. Because, I mean, he even says... But he's know, already going back north. Yeah, but he's like, what do they do to you, right? To the, with his zombie brother or whatever yeah. it is, right? Well, but he's already back north. There, there has to, like, yeah. oh, thousands of miles Daddy separate. Daddy was south, and she ended up at the wall in freaking 35 minutes. So, like like a, a Domino's mm, pizza. I'm going to take a dragon south just to beat up his brother? I hope so. <laughs> I hope that Cobain Ball happens also. I don't, I'm don't. i just wondering, like, how they're going to... The only way that it'll happen is if they lose the Battle of Winterfell, and they're all forced to march south. See, and then... And they're like, you know what? Fuck Cersei. We're gonna fuck up the Red Keep, kill her, and they end up in. Clegane See, what Ball. I would love to happen was that Cersei doesn't show up. Right? Yeah. They end up getting defeated at Winterfell. Uh-huh. I know that they're gonna get defeated. Yeah, right. Because yeah, they're not gonna win, right? Bro. Yeah, and they're all like, all right, well, if we're gonna die in the apocalypse, we're going to fuck this shit up. And go down there and start destroying the Lannisters. Well, I don't know that they're gonna. They're just gonna. Uh, but I do think that yeah. what, it's likely that they could possibly lose Winterfell and they're forced to march south. It's not exactly Clegane Bowl because Clegane Bowl was originally going to be that Cersei has to pick a defender. That there was yeah, going to be yeah. some type of accusation. The Church is going to accuse her. She was going to pick Robert Strong, which is the Mountain, yeah. and then the Church was going to pick. The Hound. The Hound. So, yeah, um, you know, it would, of course, for me, and, you know, being that I'm a huge Sander Clegane fan, mm-hmm. go and check out my Sander Clegane fan video on YouTube. Your Stan. Yeah. If it could, if he could kill Robert Strong by using the dead body of Beric Dondarrion whilst holding the flaming sword. Beric Dondarrion sword survives. Because I don't know if he can use the sword flaming on his own. There's, he can there's, certainly, he can there's stupid, hold, but yeah. this podcast is now bordering on the absurd. I'm going to pull us back. I'm going to pull this back before we end up in, in more stupid land. At the same time that we have this trailer coming out, Lord of the Rings, which has been planned by Amazon, has been dropping hints left and right about what they're planning. And this is really exciting because Lord of the Rings is the trilogy that started it all. That's what brought fantasy back into the mainstream along with Harry Potter. V and I's generation grew up on Lord of the Rings. That's um, true. But the actual movies, not the, the yeah, books. Or the, the the Tolkien, t- when Tolkien yeah, brought, not, released not, them. Not, when <laughs> Tolkien released the books. But in many ways, it also re-inspired a lot of us to read it. Yeah. I read Tolkien's books back in middle school, but I remember once the movies came out, the Lord of the Rings movies, that all my friends started to read it, and I went back and reread it. Yeah. So we had like almost like a new book club based off of it. And it was a moment in which fantasy, which was very niche, very kind of the nerd like mm-hmm. fantasy and no one else suddenly everybody wanted to be Aragorn someone everybody wanted to be Boromir Legolas no so, be Legolas. so people were very excited about Lord of the Rings and so the story of Amazon making Lord of the Rings has always had mixed reactions from people mm-hmm. on one hand it has been decades Mm-hmm. Which is weird to think about. Which is weird yeah. to think about. Wait, no, man. The Hobbit just came out like a Hobbit, years. but Lord of the Rings is it's different. different. Plus the Hobbit. So kind you of go, sucked. okay, maybe you're, they're remaking Lord of the Rings. Maybe it's time now to remake it. Maybe. But on the other hand, if people were uncomfortable. They're like, it's kind of a masterpiece. Don't touch it. Yeah. Well, they just hinted that it's possible, likely, that this is not going to be the Lord of the Rings as in the War of the Rings, but the prequel to it, so of the Second Age. Now, the Second Age is roughly about 2,000 years, I think, so Two it millennium. could be anything within that yeah, time period. That's a lot of self-recovery. So most people are leaning towards the fall of Numenor. Numenor is like the Atlantis of the Lord of the Rings uh. world of Middle-earth. It's a kingdom that was very prosperous and wealthy, gets corrupted, and then uh, the king tries to take on the gods, and so the gods sink it under the waters, and the kings of Numenor end up becoming the ancestors of Aragorn. So maybe this is the story of the ancestors of Aragorn. The ranger? The ranger Aragorn. It could also very well be the story of the war of the elves versus Sauron. Sauron yeah. fighting, that we saw end of it in the Fellowship, the very yeah. first, where we saw Elrond and Isildur yeah. All so, fighting against Sauron. So this is after the, the ring is united. This is after re- the, the ring, ring is, is, made. is made. Okay, the How single ring. The elves? the elves are thousands of years old. So like Elrond? Elrond is thousands of years old, literally. Oh, shit. How old is Legolas? Legolas is a little bit younger, but also... Oh. Well, the elves in Lord of the Ring are even more long-lived than the elves of D&D. Oh, okay. Elves in D&D are several hundred years old, so they can yeah. go up to like 800, 1,000. But the elves of Lord of the Ring, we're talking about like 
10,000 yeah, like years. Eternal, 20, eternal beings. Like, like, I believe Galadria is one of the elves that still remembers the Silmarillion, if I'm not mistaken, or right after the Silmarillion. That's Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett's character. So she's like something like 30,000 or 20,000 years old or something Holy like shit. that. Really old. Gandalf is really old. Gandalf is several thousand years yeah. old. But Gandalf's also not human either. Yeah, he's so a Maiar. Like, yeah. Meyer? Meyer is a kind of an angelic figure. Uh, so anyways, it could be that story. It could be the story of how uh, Sauron tricks the elves, the actual crafting of the three rings and the one in secret. Mm-hmm. could be all of that. It's open for interpretation, and people are excited, and they're kind of wondering. But whatever it is, it's likely not the Silmarillion, mm-hmm. but likely from the appendices of the Silmarillion. So a series of unfinished stories, that gives them a lot of wiggle room to both flesh out the lore and the story of the Lord of the Rings world yeah. without making a remake. You know what I like about Lord of the Rings? What is that? Like, the world building in it, right? Yeah, it's got we've phenomenal just, We've discussed building. this. Like, I think of all fantasy... Lord of the Ring has George R. R. Martin is inspired by Lord of the yeah. Rings as lo- right, which, world building. You know, like Game of Thrones has good world building, but not nearly as great as Lord of the Rings. That's yeah. the, it comes close though. Yeah, it comes close. Language building, religions, it does yeah. a lot. Even, like, it does the a kingdoms good and the families, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But my one critique of like the original movies, right, and mm. even in The Hobbit too, is The mm. Hobbit maybe a little bit, was a little better at it, but not really. Um, but the characters, right? Yeah. Because there's like so many of them. Yeah. They're not really fleshed out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's two deaths that happened, one TV and one in the movies that like affected me really like bad, right? Mm. TV, Hoarder's death, right? Yeah. To this day, like I, I rewatched Game of Thrones again yeah, to try yeah. to, you know, like catch up for this new season. So I rewatched yeah, yeah. it with my roommate. It was his first time watching it. When Hodor dies, <laughs> right? Yeah, you got it. When Hodor dies, right? It, like even though I knew it was gonna happen, yeah. I, I I had to go go away because I was crying. I didn't want anyone to see me cry. What the? F- yeah, man, sad. Yeah. I've seen him die three times. I watched it once. You've cried it all three times. The first time and the third time. I didn't cry in front of you guys. I didn't want to look like a chicken. Yeah, I would have called your ass out. Yeah. yeah. But the first time and the third time, I cried. <laughs> you know, if they would have told Horror to close the gate, his name would be Colgate, and they had built an advertisement for toothpaste Jesus for the rest Christ. of the season. He's a, a bit of a piece of shit. I'll give you, I'll give you that. But and then, and then when the twins die in Harry, or one of the twins die in Harry Potter, Harry Potter yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like Harry Potter does a good job of building her. And, and here's characters. the thing, right? But he's that's a, because it, you've got to understand. There's a difference between these two, right? Harry Potter is a character-driven story. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is an epic. It's not a character-driven yeah. story. In fact, it spans continents, It's meant right? to yeah, be like... replicate the sagas of Nor- the Nordic world, in which you don't. The characters aren't important. The epic tale is. There's and a I, moral component to it, that, and whatnot. Right? Yeah, but it's like you feel like a kinsmanship with yeah, yeah, the you, characters. You do right? in, in in Harry Potter. And also Game of Thrones. Too. And Game of Thrones somewhat. But here's the thing. Both Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings rely on history to build, do the character building. Mm-hmm. What they do is by fleshing out so much lore, you know. So, for example, when you meet Aragorn, you're not going to see... They're not going to talk a lot about Aragorn's life and feelings and emotions. Yeah. Aragorn just does stuff. He sings. He shoots. That's what he does. He kicks helmets and he breaks kicks his helmets. foot. But you don't see that, that for example. That's never in the, in the books, uh-huh. right? Why is that? Because he relies on the fact that when you meet Aragorn, you go, this is Aragorn of the line of Numenor of Isildur he has this broken sword that is going to be remade so the the history is what informs the character each character is a receptor this is what he does he built these massive histories Mm -hmm. this is an epic right he creates these massive histories that were interconnected and woven and George R. R. Martin does this too right so and so is related to this and this house originally did this and this Mm -hmm. did that and that's how you build a depth Mm -hmm. if you do really good world building it can fill in for character building. Now, it's true that in today's writing, I don't think Tolkien's writing would have matched or I think lived up to the character development that we usually expect from authors. It's brilliant in other ways, Mm -hmm. right? But the contrast is, I mean, J.K. Rowling doesn't do good no, world building. building? No. Her world building is pretty yeah. bland. Yeah, it's just like fucking yeah. wizard and, London. And, and London. as a result of that, you end up with some characters that are pretty bad two-dimensional characters. Yeah. Right? Some of the stuff she's written recently with like the backdrop of Nagini. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Oops. Yeah. That's that's an example of bad world building, yeah. right? Whereas George R. R. Martin's, and also why people have a beef with the movies or the shows, is that the world building of George R. R. Martin is... He does what what Joe, Tolkien never did, brings that character development because first of all it's POV, mm-hmm. 
you're reading from Arya's perspective. You're That's reading true. from Kate's yeah, perspective. Yeah. You're not. In this, it's a big story in Lord of the Rings. It's like reading the Bible. Yeah, you're right? exactly. Yeah. It's like reading the Bible. Yeah. There's no character development in the Bible, right? right. Just a big epic story, big didactic kind of uh, lesson, moral lesson, whatnot. Yeah. But George R. R. Martin does do it because of the POV component and the world building, which is why you end up really sympathizing with characters, really resonating with some, really hating others. I think George R. R. Martin does it well. People have bigger connections to characters and like Tyrion, Arya yeah. and stuff, more so than they ever will with like Legolas or any yeah. of these other characters, yeah. right? Like when Boromir died, I didn't yeah. feel any type of way. Fuck, man, I no, love you, man. Boromir was my favorite. Though this is an opportunity, the Amazon par- perhaps gives us a chance to see more character building. Yeah. If it's a streaming service, right? That's true. And I think, you know, uh, now, especially with the success of Game of Thrones, I think a lot of writers and a lot of actors realize that you can really sink your teeth into some real deep stuff yeah. with you know, 12, 13 hours worth of content versus a three-hour movie, right? And then it's broken up in the way where, you know, if people, you know, it's broken up in the way where you can cover so much more. This is why George R. R. Martin didn't want a movie. Yeah. Because they've asked him before, and he said no. And the reason why he never gave the rights away is because he said it it can never be made into a movie. It's too big. But you can make it into a TV show. Well, it turns out you can't make it into a TV show either, yeah, right? Yeah. But at the very Maybe least... Like fucking 10 seasons. But at the yeah. very least... And this is the problem, right? Is that you, if you were really committed to it, you can do 10 seasons. You could, I mean, there's 20 shows that are going on their fucking 13, 14 seasons. Yeah, supernatural. Supernatural yeah. one now. Here you have the material. Take our George R. J.K. Rowling, not J.K. Rowling, George J.R.R. Tolkien's <laughs> stories, and especially his appendices. Say, we're going to dedicate 10 seasons to this. 10 episodes each. Yeah. Right? That's, that's first of all, financially, you've set yourself up. For 10 years. 10 years you've set yourself up for yeah. something as that, long is, as your first season that is, is going to be financially lucrative. Yeah. Right? As much as the, the, the anti-capitalist in me hates to admit it, it's true. Yeah. But on the other hand, story-wise, you have both a base material that you can build off, a depth, a world that already exists. You're not doing any world building. Mm-hmm. It exists. This is why Game of Thrones works. The world already exists. But now you have the opportunity to build the characters. Yeah. You give the actors and the scriptwriters the opportunity to bring characters to life in a way that the appendices never did. The appendices are just lists. So-and-so is married to so-and-so, and so-and-so does this, and so and so does that that's it mm-hmm. now you have a real chance to build and flesh that out this lends itself to good storytelling yeah. you don't have to do the world building stuff you don't you don't even have to it's do true. the buy-in you have enough of a fan base that you go guess what we're going to write the appendices of the of how the rings came about yeah it's People all in there already yeah well this is um i think you know f- until walking dead kind of threw out you know ran off the cliff walking dead did this yeah. a little bit too right I mean, their first season with Frank Darabont was kind of considered to be like a masterclass on how you do some amazing comic book fiction. Yeah. You know, it's it's gone it's gone downhill since then. But you know, there's a lot. You know, people are familiar enough with the universe that they yeah. could do Fear of the Walking Dead and not have to worry about introducing what the Walking Dead universe yeah. is anymore, yeah. right? And I think that's kind of what you're touching. Same thing on. here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to actually bring up some tweets here. Uh, so the uh, Lord of the Rings on Prime tweeted L O T R on Prime. And they would they they tweeted a map right, yeah. and then they tweeted the uh, three rings for the elven kings under the sky, mm-hmm. seven for the dwarf lords in their halls of stone, nine for mortal men doomed to die, right? And then there was uh oh that's actually it right? Yeah, that's <laughs> but it. they did that, and then they also did a quote. Uh, you know, I wisely started with the map, and that's when they did the map. Yeah. Now, what I'm really excited for is that you know, if they end up doing the ring thing because it's on Prime, yeah. that means they all get free two day shipping. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Got him. <laughs> all right, let's end it here. Let us know what your thoughts are. Are you excited about Game of Thrones? What are your predictions? Uh, let us know if you end up doing the uh, harassing of your friends by saying dragons are born of eggs, not of incest. Um, also, what are your thoughts about Lord of the Rings? Are you excited? Are you the generation like us? that grew up with Lord of the Rings or will this be a whole new experience for you this is going to let you know how you can get a hold of us yeah we're on Facebook facebook.com slash currently nerdy twitter at currently nerdy instagram at currently nerdy tumblr currently nerdy.tumblr.com youtube youtube.com slash currently nerdy we have a new video about the Game of Thrones religions Um, we made it a while ago we just need to publish it it's Mm -hmm. on there we should publish it by the time this this, uh, podcast is out so go on, go on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed to that and watch that video. Uh, we're on Stitcher, Google Play, and the iTunes podcast app. Please review, give us a five-star rating, 
And if if you're already listening to us, hopefully you're subscribed. If you're not subscribed, make your friends subscribe. Remember, this week you could share our podcast to your friends by saying, dragons are made of eggs. Not I'm born of eggs. I'm born, born of, of eggs, eggs. Not of incest. And then send a link to this podcast. Um, if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, I got to get a hold of you. Find me on Twitter, Instagram at VTREN214. That's V Y T R A N 214. Or my websites at thesandwichslayer.com or sevencrossroads.com. Ali? You can catch me on my website, alialomi.com, or on my uh, social media, A A O L O M I, or on our sister podcast, Head on History, which just wrapped up its fourth season with the last episode, The Byzantines and the Sasanians and the Holy Emperors. So check it out. It's a really good episode. Head on History will be back in a few weeks, but we're going on a seasonal break. Um, so be sure to check up and catch up on Head on History. Diz. You can find me everywhere at D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. That's Diz Bulla. Uh, if you want to see me in uh, some video games on Xbox, come at me, bro. Dizbull is the gamer tag. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. And all hail the Currently Nerdy Empire. Unless you're a white.